again, this is Lynn Christian from Soul Salt. One of the main areas that I coach and work with individuals on is reinventing a working identity. And with me today is uh, Janie Gabbett, who will give us a brief explanation of who she is, and uh, Julie McLaughlin Perez, and Mary Frescas. So, Janie, why don't you introduce yourself to the audience very quickly and, and take one or two minutes to do that? Sure. Okay. Thank you, Lynn. Uh, well, my name is Janie Gabbett, and my transition started when I left a career. I had been at the same company as a journalist in various roles for 23 years. So it was a big, uh, a big transition for me because I kind of grew up in one company culture and in one, and in one career. I was a journalist. I moved up through being an editor, you know, and an executive. But it was all kind of the same. The same career. So my transition was, uh, it was big for me. Well, it was huge. You went from uh, being the top of the food chain in a corporate setting to being out there on your own and by your own free will. And we'll get into that more, but I think that's a good introduction, Janie. That's it's brilliant. All right, Julie, how did you become a Hi. reinventor? Yeah. So my name is Julie Perez, and very similar to the previous I had been within the same career in the cosmetics industry for 17 years, and I had uh, left that to help my husband at the time. He had a business, and um, so I transitioned out of one career into helping the business, which was supposed to be kind of a temporary thing, and it, it took on a life of its own. Um, and at the end of that, we sold the business, and I had built a new business for my husband and his brother, and replaced all the other partners and employees um, in new jobs, new salons, and all of a sudden I realized that I didn't have any place for myself to go. And it was, a, it was almost like a midlife crisis because it was like, oh, I've left this one career, I've created this, these opportunities for these people, and everybody is set up for success, and I had actually not set myself up with anything. Um, so it was a really, it was a personal growth and a professional growth, and I, um, I had met one of Lynn's um, clients um, a year ago, and I just, for some reason, it's a thought popped into my head, I, I need to do something radical and different because I, I don't know what I'm going to do because I've left this one career that I know, and I transitioned this other business which I don't want to be in. So in a leap of faith, I called this woman who was in the salon industry, and I said, you know what, you and I met. I, there's something about you I really like. I, would you meet me for coffee? Because I have to plan my life, and I just don't know what direction it's going in. And to my surprise, she said, absolutely. And we met and two days later, sat down and had coffee, and she was just one of the most amazing, helpful people, and she really shared with me her experience and her journey. And she said, I, I'm not successful by myself. I have a team. There's my team, and one of my team people that helps me help, helps me help my team is Lynn Christian. And... Um, and she put me in touch with Lynn, and I, of course, was in a hurry to get on with my life. And so that's why I was like, I don't have this time. I want to fly out there, and I want to, I want to get this going because I need to. I had this need to know what I'm going to do next, which, of course, um, I laugh at now because that's, that's not what happened. But um, what happened was even more amazing. So that's how I got here. <laughs> but that's how we start. What's next? You know, each of you are on this call because you asked that question. I need to be, do something different. What's next? And so thank you for sharing that, Julie. Uh, next on the line is Mary Fresquis. And Mary, tell us how you came to be a reinventor. 
Well, I've um, I've had uh, you know a varied um, professional life, everything from um, a, you know a sales to re- retail consultant, um, event management, public relations, and marketing. Um, with my most um, recent um, career, I guess, as being um, PR and marketing um, an exhibition coordinator for a nationally emerging contemporary artist who actually happens to be my life partner. And I've been working with, have been working with him for eight years. And everything was going quite well, and, and I'm very proud of the work that, we, that we've done together. Um, and he's, you know, he's, he's up and going and um, getting a lot of recognition with his, his work. But I, I soon realized that um, I wanted to make a change to become um, to do something different that was really just more my passion and my pursuit um, and, um, and rediscover us being a personal couple again instead of a professional couple working together. Um, that was really important to me. Um, and I um, reached out to Lynn really initially um, to ask if she knew of anyone um, that, can help, that could help me retool my resume. And little did I know when I sat down with her that, that uh, when we met shortly thereafter, my first inquiry, little did I know that this is what she does for a living, or this, well, not for a living, but one of her specialties. And I was just just floored, and I, and I knew right then and there that I had made the right, um, the right call in, 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 in reaching out to her, and, um, and I just continued rolling with it. And as I found it to just be... Um, miraculous, really, in my opinion, um, the, the, the tenants that are put, put forth in this reinvention. I, I couldn't have done it really with, without, without her and um, um, the principles that, that I've learned. Well, thank you, Mary. And each of you have come at this at a little bit different point in life. Um, and you've mentioned one of the specialties at Soul Salt is assisting people to kind of come out of the closet as to who they really are. And that may be in a career reinvention. It might be you're starting up a new uh, business. It might be that you need to retool who you are because the company you built as an entrepreneur no longer needs you to be an entrepreneur. So these strategies are things that I use across the board and specifically with the three of you using strategies that um, have come from uh, a number of places, including Harvard business uh, books like Hermione Ibarra's book, Working Identity. And we'll use that kind of as our structure because that's one of the common threads you all have. I know you all read it, and it was all part of your unique path. Uh, No two people do the same sort of reinvention path, and so I can't do a cookie-cutter strategic um, one-size-fits-all. But that's something you have in common. And as you guys know, uh, reinvention has a beginning, middle, and end to it. And I'm wondering where you guys would place yourself in terms of where the beginning or middle or end is in terms of where you are. Where are you? And how come you'd say you're at that point? And, and Janie, we've, we've known each other the longest. And so I'm wondering if you'd take a couple of minutes and tell us where are you in your reinvention process and how come you would say you're at that point? Sure. Well, I was thinking about this question. Of course, my first answer was, well, I'm at the end. Because I started my transition reinvention process with Lynn um, 
when it will be 10 years at the beginning of this coming year. Oh, my goodness. Hard to believe. Yeah. Yes. And so I'm thinking, of course I'm at the end, but I, I realize that being at the end probably just means I'm at another beginning. <laughs> but, for, but for the process I did go through, I would say I'm at the end. And, and I say that because I really look at the core of my transition period to have lasted about four years. From the time I left my career that I've been in for 23 years, then I went through a series of experiments. I went through the, you know, the, the, the breakup job. You know, they say after a big breakup, then you have a transition relationship. You know, I had the transition job, which was, you know, not a great fit, but the important part of the process, they say. Uh, so I, I went through all those things, and then really six years ago, I started the job. And then now, which I love, and I'm very uh, kind of uh, settled and happy and content at the same time challenged. So I feel like it was six years ago when I landed in the current job I'm in is when I felt that it was sort of a completion to my transition process. Now, it was, from the career point of view, I would say that's true. The whole transition went on a little bit longer because then there were some financial adjustments because of the choice I made, you know, to go in a different uh, in a different way, having a life that's not all about just working. So by the time we kind of sold the house and, you know, rearranged our lifestyle to accommodate how we wanted to live now, my husband and I, that really all, I suppose that thing, process was really completed about three years ago. But right. that's why I say I'm at the end of at least one transition. Right. Well, and I would agree with you. If I were to place you anywhere, Janie, it would be at that because you made the professional move to a place where you knew you were probably not in a bridge job. You may retire from this job or stay there for longer than, you know, half a decade, which you have. And yet you bring in a really good point. Once you got that professional shift made, you've done what a lot of reinventors do. Not everyone does. You reinvented your personal life in how much money you needed to sustain yourself, how much time you spent at home, who was involved in your life. And that really did settle in in the last three years. I would agree with that. Yeah. I think maybe we're going to come back to this, but certainly in those first four years, there was a lot of experimenting. And I think mm -hmm. that's the thing that was the biggest takeaway I got from the Ibera book and the biggest thing that you really helped teach me and guide me and support me in doing. That yes. was what I didn't really understand until Ibera was that it is not a linear process. And I just thought it was. My career had kind of been a linear process. You know, I've been in the right. same company, and I just moved up and up and up and up. Right. And, and that, to change into this sort of throwing the spaghetti at the wall was a, was a big, you know, that was a big, big eye-opener for me. And uh, I think that if I was giving advice to anybody who's starting, it would be that, you know, just understand you're not in a linear process, and don't be afraid to just keep trying different things. Different experiments. That's really well said, Janie. And I think you were able to apply that to your personal life and how you and your husband wanted to live once you had landed the job that you said, okay, this is it for a while. Yes. Yeah. Yes. No, I was going to say it was a lot easier for him than me. I was, <laughs> I was much more wedded to the lifestyle than he was. Right. And, you know, that's also something that you had unique because a lot of us when our partners, if we do have a partner in our life at the time, uh, sometimes they're more afraid of our transition than, than we are. We're excited and inspired by it and a little afraid sometimes a lot afraid, but sometimes they're terrified because it could change the relationship. But I want you to know that 
I recognized in your life you had a lot of support and you know he didn't doubt your transition yes yeah I was very fortunate yes Julie let's go to you where are you in the process beginning middle or end and take a couple of minutes and tell us how come when I first looked at that question I thought well gosh of course I'm in the middle but I think I'm I think I'm in the end job, but I'm in, and this is going to sound a little bit uh, interesting, I'm in the beginning of the end job, if that makes sense. So um, I'll just backtrack and recap that the job offer that I left Salt Lake City with um, was it was definitely the first experiment. And when I got into it, I knew that it was not the direction that I wanted to be going in, but I knew that it was an experiment and I had to... I get comfortable being uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And so I couldn't just turn around and say, this isn't the right job, I'm going to leave and wait and find something else. So it was a great learning opportunity for me to go from that one and then into the next job, um, which lasted um, an even shorter amount of time, but it got me into the job that I have now, which I've only had since March, but it just absolutely feels like I'm in the, the exact right company and in the exact right position. What is very different, I, I've actually gone back to the parent company that I had worked with, with the cosmetic company from uh, 17 years, but I'm in a different division, and I'm in a different, I'm in a, the company that really when I put down on paper things that I was looking for for my core values, this company shared my core values. And so it, it's the beginning of this person, me, in this reinvention phase of who am I in an industry that I truly love, and this is where I now know where I belong because I've stepped out of it, and I'm so happy to be back in it. But what have I learned in this process, and who is this new person, um, and, and what are these new behaviors so that I don't turn into the workaholic that gives everything to my job and that my identity was my job? Because that was really one of my biggest challenges. So when I left the first time around, I, I didn't know who I was because I was the trainer. You know, I had this position and that was my whole identity. So I kind of the end, hopefully with the job. Um, and here's just an interesting note. They actually went back and they, um, they retroed some things and I just got an email two days ago asking me to pick out my 10-year service award. So they've kind of gone back in time and reinstated some things for me, which is just amazing. Um, it's another one of those amazing gifts that comes along with it. But I'm very much at the beginning of how am I going to act and how am I going to work and, and what do I bring to this as a reinvented person or a person in reinvention that says I want balance in my life now. I want to be the successful executive I was before, but I want the balance of home, family, and time to do the things with volunteering that are so important to me. Right. Well, Julie, I'll just, may I just share a perspective as your coach? Please. I think you're in the middle of your reinvention process. And yet, perhaps with your end job, or excuse me, end employer. And the reason I say that, and neither of us have to be right or wrong. It's not about that. It's just giving some different perspectives to those people. You know, we're leaving breadcrumbs so they might follow and and hear things that would help them. My sense is you're still figuring out the work-life balance. You are asking some critical questions. Who am I now in this job? Who will I not be moving forward? How am I different this time? And then also, Mary and I have had this discussion, once you enter into a corporation where you might find that you have a future, the jobs will probably morph. 
because you, you know, now you're getting recognized for 10 years service and I'm sure that they have positions and there may be a ladder that you would want to climb there or other opportunities. So I would say keep your mind open. Maybe you have a dream corporation you're with and the reinvention process can go on for a few more years until you sit in an office and say, this is going to be my home for about five years or more. Does that make sense? Yes, that makes perfect sense. And then I have to say, you know, I love that, the Working Identity book. It really, I think, you know, I, I took lots of pictures and sent them to you because we were doing that part via email. And there's just lots of highlights and lots of notes that I really, I that became um, a textbook, a, a reference. It was just amazing because I saw myself at so many different stages of, of who I had been, who I was. And as you said, that reinvention of... Um, who I want to be going forward. So um, so I thank you for that. I will absolutely take being in the middle because when you said that, I kind of had a flash of my life was a timeline, and I certainly have done some work, so I, I, I would agree with you. Well, and I think maybe the hardest thing is what you have done, and maybe it will be a little easier moving forward, but you're welcome, and you don't have to accept it. It's just an outside perspective. And uh, for anyone listening... One of the things we call the Bible in our reinvention process that we have at Soul Salt is the Working Identity book by Ibarra, and that's what everyone's referring to as um, as the Bible, somewhat. <laughs> yes. Mary, where are you in the reinvention process? And take a few minutes to oh, tell us I, how come. Yeah. Uh, oh my gosh, I really think I'm in the beginning, Lynn. Um, the very, very, very beginning. Um, and I was confused at first as to what, you know, what that meant. And then, as of course, as, as I've gone through this process and, and the Working Identity um, book, which I've loved, by the way, and I think we all agree that that's just, it is the Bible. It's just, um, I just, it was just absolutely a revelation to read the things that I've read because we all we all have this, this notion of just being you know, on, on this these linear path, and and uh, I know now that that's not, not the case, but um, yeah, I'm definitely in the beginning, um, and while I've taken this good job, which, you know, um, really is a fit for me, um, I realize, though, that, you know, there's, while I'm in it, there are insights that are being revealed um, that I haven't thought of outside of having this job. Um, and, you know, for example, you know, I've been a free agent for so many years, um, and I've had a very flexible schedule, um, and that has been important to me. And now, all of a sudden, I'm working nine to five, and, which doesn't allow for much flexibility. Um, so I'm realizing that, you know, um, this is a revelation that, okay, well, this may not be ideal, but it's, you know, it's ideal for now. Um, and... Um, you know, it, 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 like I said, it appeals to a lot of my interests and, and immediate skill set and some of my values. Um, but what, what stood out for me, Lynn, um, is when we talked about it, when, you know, I accepted this position, is that I'm earning while I'm learning. Um, and that helps keep my commitment level intact with this company mm-hmm. for now. Um, just, you know, to, and to learn, you know, this new company and a system and how my strengths are relevant to that, um, but ultimately discovering a broader context of what it is, what's important to me to continue this, the reinvention process. And it's just, you know, now I get why this is a bridge job and why this, why I'm at, re- 
as I go through it, uh, as, as I'm in, you know, in the mix um, in, this, in this particular job. Thank you, Mary. Um, you are earning while you are learning while you earn. That's a mantra that I insist that um, you consider adopting, and you have. Uh, you all did, and you're you're all bringing up the point. This is a scary, um, a scary time when you're reinventing, an exciting time. And so one of the things that we do when we normalize this is we talk about experiments. Where I think you said it really well, Mary. You know, it doesn't have to be perfect, but it can be perfect for now. It doesn't have to be the ideal, but it's 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 the for now. And, um, I, yeah, I'd love us to talk about how you guys crafted some of your experiments, what they look like in your process. And uh, before you do, I'll just frame this up. Mary left as a free agent uh, working for herself or for her life partner and is currently in a bridge job or an experimental job. Um, perhaps, as um, a corporate citizen, whereas, Julie, you came from a company and um, looked into the smaller businesses, the more free agent work. Janie, you did that as well and made some discoveries. So, you know, either way, you don't have to become an entrepreneur or free agent. You don't have to stay in corporations. You have a lot of fluidity today, and the experiments help you find out which ones work for you. So, Janie, why don't you take uh, a couple of minutes and talk about your experimental processes and what what experiments you went through? Sure. Um, as you were saying that, I realized I kind of did a pendulum swing. I was working, at, you know, in a big job as a media executive in a huge global company, and then I swung all the way over to being an entrepreneur and, you know, forming the Gabbett Group, which was a euphemism for me. <laughs> And then I ended up in a small company. So it was kind of interesting for me to kind of realize how I kind of swung from the rafters. But my, my first exper- experiments were in uh, being an entrepreneur, doing consulting. And that was a great experiment for me because I, the most important thing I learned is that the relationship you have to have with risk and particularly maybe for me financial risk, to be a successful entrepreneur. And what I learned was I didn't have that relationship with risk. And it was, again, the way Ibera frames these and the way Lynn helped me frame these as experiments, it takes the failure out of it. It enabled me, and Lynn was such a great mirror for this, to say, oh, that's really interesting. I actually don't have much of an appetite for financial risk. I'm probably not going to be happy, you know, being my own boss. That was a huge bit of learning for me. Um, I did a lot of entrepreneurial experiments during that time, and I took a lot of training courses and learned some really cool stuff. And um, but um, that, so I had this kind of series of entrepreneurial experiments. I even experimented in self, making my own greeting cards and selling them, which <laughs> which I laugh about now. But it but it actually was one of my most successful experiments because. I, when I had been a, a media executive, I worked all the time. I never had a hobby. My, my hobby was working. I mean, and I started, you know, when I left, I started making greeting cards and just loved it, just loved this creative process. And so never having done anything in my life but work, the first thing I did was try to turn a hobby into work. <laughs> it's like it's the only frame of reference I had. It was a wonderful, Lynn just, you know, supported me through that so it, in such a lovely fashion. And in the end, I found out that I love to make greeting cards. And guess what? I have a hobby.
and I enjoy it as a hobby. And then that became an important piece when I finally put my life together with, you know, getting another job. I carved out time and energy for a hobby. But, you know, if I hadn't gone through that that experiment, which maybe sounds a little silly now, I was trying to compete with Hallmark, you know, <laughs> on my basement. But um, if I hadn't done that experiment, I wouldn't have gotten to where I am now, which is a much more balanced life. So I look with great fondness, probably at my one of my great failures, which is, you know, making and selling greeting cards. Yeah. Um, and then I another one... Was, I guess that would have been my what I would call then my bridge job is then after two years of consulting and then deciding I really wanted a paycheck, I took a job in um, public relations. I had been a journalist, so it was a new, still in communications, but it was, a, it was a new career angle on that. And I took the job because a former boss of mine had made that leap. And I was so, I took that job because I was desperate to get a paycheck. And I was desperate to get, I was starting to fear that I wasn't, you know, going to get back into, um, I guess, working nine to five or seven to seven. (laughs) Um, But anyway, that was a very interesting process. And what I learned from that one was I had been in the same company for so many years that I didn't even know that I was in a great cultural fit, a great corporate culture fit for myself until I went into a completely different corporate culture that was a very, very bad fit for me. And I, you know, I was naive just because I, you know, I had worked for the same company for a song, and, and that really taught me the importance of having a good cultural fit with the company. That was really important learning because when I landed in the job I am now, you can be sure I was really taking notes on the corporate culture during my interview process to make sure that I was putting, you know, setting myself up for success by taking a job in a culture that, that felt right and and. Uh, was the type of culture that I had learned now for the previous three years was what was going to be successful for me. Long answer, the end. No, it's a great answer, and I would say, you know, I love that you can look at the card making not, I, I, even though you ended on failure, saying referring to it as failure, it was an experiment, and it was a win, because now you have that um Ability to add, I mean, you recently had your stepson's wedding and you, you made invitations for the <laughs> rehearsal dinner that were stellar. They were. They got rave reviews. <laughs> yes, I, I still have a picture of one on my iPhone from when I was in Chicago with you. So I'm like, that's that's a dynamite little piece there. And then also, um, Janie, one of the insights that I got as we were coaching was the day you called me, I'll never forget this call, and you said, I just made a discovery, I have to tell you. You know, one of those aha moments where I'm sure Julie and, and Mary, you've had these where, you know, we've gone through a strategy session, we've gone through a concept, you've read the book, you've experimented, and then all of a sudden something dawns on you, you go, oh, that's what that means. And you called me and you said, okay, discovery. I love getting dressed in the morning, getting in my car, I imagine the cup of coffee by your side, and driving to work where you get to work with a team. I mean, you found out... That entrepreneur thing in your bathrobe, getting up and working in your office in your pajamas just wasn't your deal. Yes. And I never could have known that right? without trying it. Right. And so being away, trying something else, and then coming back and going, I love this. (laughs) Not very many people who say, I love getting up, getting dressed, and commuting to work. (laughs) I know. You're starting to make me sound crazy. Yeah. (laughs) No, no. But I, I think that was important because then you knew 
to to stop the experimenting with a free agent and get out there and get with the right group. Yes. Yeah. Yes, the right team. Yes. Please continue to the second part of this audio. 